Joe, and welcome to What You Say Anime. I am your host, Peter. On today's episode, we will be reviewing, and by we, I mean, unfortunately, just me, the wrapped up summer 2023 season. If you're a fan of me and my voice, you're going to really enjoy this episode. If you only like listening to me, or you hate listening to me, guess what? This episode's going to suck ass. But uh, I always want to do a review episode once everything is wrapped up, and as of recording today, everything but ZOM 100 is essentially finished for me in my watch list, so... We are going to go through, I think, like 11 shows or something like that, and I'll give you my two cents on everything that I watched, uh, my final rating, and yeah, you know, the good stuff, you know, the the reviews that I normally do, so just want to yeah, highlight some shows. I think for overall for this season, it was, fi- it was fine. Um, there was two shows that really, eh, well, three shows, I think, that really stuck out to me that I'm going to probably be talking about more than others, but... I think this is probably going to be like a condensed episode, um, but I just want to give you my thoughts and, you know, hopefully you like it. If you don't, whatever. Uh, hopefully next time we'll have more than just be reviewing it. But um, yeah, let's jump into it. I think summer, like I said before, was just a pretty fair season. I didn't give any show, spoiler, I'm not giving any shows a 10, but there were a few 9s and a couple 8s. And also when I'm going to be jumping around, I will be talking spoilers, so... If you are looking for a specific show that you want to hear my review on, jump to that. Otherwise, if you don't want to be spoiled on the shows that I'm going to be talking about, then yeah, skip forward. So first one up is My Happy Marriage, a show that I've been looking forward to since it was announced. Um, Let me grab this. I had my manga. I read the first two volumes before the anime came out. And so I kind of knew what to expect coming into it. And I was blown away. I absolutely adored this series so much. Um, One thing that I really enjoy with this adult cast was sort of the trials and tribulations of their relationship. I know a lot of people got into this with like the supernatural aspect and um, kind of figuring out each other like that. And with that being said, I I really enjoyed how sort of once they, once they kind of like figured out that they're going to be together, it wasn't all flowers and it wasn't all rainbows. Mio, having such a complex of pleasing people that like sh- that's how she like earns rewards i guess i put it cuz like in when when she was in her old house she was essentially a servant and in order to you know get praise from anything it was had to be her doing her job perfectly so that's kind of like the only way she knew how to act and uh kioka kind of not understanding that backside of her was just like really nice to see because he was just like you need stop working yourself so hard because it got to the point where Mio was exhausted to the point for like she was fainting and it's just one of those things where I I thought that was a really interesting way of adapting a struggle within your relationship to trying to please your partner so much to the point of exhaustion and I was like there's people out there that like that and how it was portrayed in the story really stood out to me. I thought that was a fantastic little thing. Um, going into like the first batch of episodes, where we really see just how terrible her family is. That you know, her mom was essentially like a vessel for this political stuff with the other family, and that she didn't really, she really wasn't loved because she didn't have these powers. And when she got a stepsister and her, she showed signs of having powers, she, Mio was essentially thrown to the wayside. And we got this like Cinderella thing where like her sisters are everything and then she's the servant. And then she gets her redemption later with 
Kyoka being the fucking badass that he is and just burning everything to the ground. That family deserves nothing. They are slime. And I'm glad they're homeless now. Well, at least I hope they're homeless because they deserve nothing. And Kyoka honestly might have been one of the best boys of the season. He definitely will be in like the best boy conversation for the year. But that batch of episodes were great. Then we got into sort of their finding each other out more stage of the relationship, which I adored. You know, that involved like going shopping and just the day-to-day life with each other. And we got a little bit more background of Kyoka's like background with his supernatural abilities and kind of like what he what his purpose is within the military. And I thought that aspect was great as well. And then sort of towards the end, we found out that like Mio does have powers. Her family is sort of kind of trying to control her, like her cousin and her grandfather, but they're like under orders of the emperor. So it's not like they're, I don't think they're like necessarily bad people, but uh, towards the end, we saw like a better side of them. The fight with Kyoka and his cousin, um, the shadow clone jutsu with the guns. The fight was fantastic. I love that fight. And I, to me, I think it just wrapped up beautifully. Uh, it confirmed for a second season. I think it ended on a great note where now we have Mio having her powers back that were sealed away from, uh, that her mom sealed away. And Kyoka sort of having this, you know, he's like this military general, super powerful guy. Now we have like this dynamic power couple, like legit power couple. And I, I can't wait to see what that dynamic leads to because I think we're going to have some stuff with like the Emperor. And I think that we're going to have some more scenarios with dealing with family. Uh, I'm assuming Kaya is going to come back because she kind of like went away on like some servant shrewd thingy for like a couple of years. So maybe we get like a minor time skip and she's back and wants to like redeem herself. But for all, I mean, in my opinion, she can, she belongs to the street. So get her out of here. You, you had your chance and you blew it. Yeah, just just a wonderful show. Not it's it's my second favorite show of the season. How I but I loved it. I'm giving it a nine, and yeah, it was just an incredible watch. Sakana. Next up, Horimiya, the missing pieces. Uh, if you know me, I'm a big Horimiya stan. I got all my manga right there. I guess the, there's there's some blur or whatever shine with the light, but. Huge Horimiya fan, so jacked that we got um, sort of the missing pieces from the first season because there was a lot that was cut out, and this was just super enjoyable. I mean, every week kind of getting a little bit more digging into like the side characters and also Hori and Miyamura was a great. I think my favorite like little side thing was the background between Hori's mom and dad. I, I really enjoyed how they got together and sort of seeing that dynamic. I do, man. This it's not it's not like the anime's fault it's or the manga's fault or whatever just like I love Yuki I wish we got more Yuki but we didn't get more Yuki so sad sad Pepe sad but that being said with this story I did enjoy season like the main season more I think I like the structure of like the progression of the story a little bit more but that being said I loved Horimiya the missing pieces a lot as well uh, just really built up that group dynamic and chemistry that was I think it was there in the season but like I do think because of the pacing issues it was a little missed out from the main series but th- this is everything that I wanted from it and more um trying to think if there's anything else that like really stuck out to me I, I did like the that we got more of um Sawada I, I enjoy her character and her sort of branching out more 
in this compared to the first season was great. And yeah, you know what? It was just like a really enjoyable, if you're a fan of Horimiya, I, I think that this is, I, I know a lot of people like this more than actually Horimiya. Um, I think it's like, in terms of quality, I think it's the same. I just like the structure of how things progress in the first season compared to this, where this was sort of like, you know, like the ranking of Kings side story that we got where it was sort of like filling in some gaps and some like OVA stuff and some fun gimmicks to where it necessarily didn't mean anything to the plot. And I think that's what I liked more with OG Horimiya compared to this, but it was so great. And I'm going to give it an eight. It was a good time and sucks that Horimiya is done, but you know what? I'm glad we got this and didn't miss out on like other things that are other shows that like don't get second seasons or OVAs or stuff like that. So props to Horimiya. Really, really fun show. Sakana! Next up, okay, Hater Energy, here we go. Jobless Reincarnation Season 2. If this is your first time listening to the podcast and you don't know my stance on Jobless, I think the show is great. I think it's fantastic. I just hate Rudy with a passion. I think he is an irredeemable main character, and he also belongs to the streets. So I'm going to break up this review sort of in two pieces because I do think with this season, it was kind of had two main focal points. The first one is the ED arc, the beginning of the ED arc. I hated it. I thought the first three episodes were fucking trash. Like straight up were so bad. I hate White Knight Rudy. I hate when you have this group of adventures and stuff like that and... You know, they've been on a hundred adventures and, oh, they get caught once and only Rudy can save them, even though they're experienced fighters. Hated that. Um, I really did not like the girl, I don't even remember her name, that sort of like, she gets saved by Rudy and then she offers up her body for like repayment, I guess. And um, this is where we find out that Rudy has erectile dysfunction and sort of goes on this like emo arc where he's like, bad mouser i did not like that at all oh i did not like the first three episodes at all i legit think it was like really normally like the dialogue is good and fun and we can go with the flow of sarah that's her name um i i didn't like the first three episodes i thought this was like legit like really really bad then we get into this sort of school arc where um elanice i think that's her name elena east or whatever elena the, the elf that has a bunch of sex joins Rudy and going into the school and this is where it got a little bit better. I, I, I do think that the ED joke was just like, just, it was just so bad. I guess the good thing about it is we can finally confirm that Rudy is a grown ass man and people can't play this card anymore because what 15 year old has erectile dysfunction. So I'm glad we can solve that issue. And the middle was like fine. Like we got introduced to like, he got like this otaku, like apprentice where he's tried to create like figurines and it's just like, okay, like it's appealing to this crowd. Like I get it. Rudy's trying to learn about teleportation. And then we find out like Sylphie is going by Fitz. She is portraying a man and protecting this princess that's at school. And then when we actually got into those two, like figuring out each other and sort of falling back in love and like showing their love for each other, that's when it got good. Like, I think the last four episodes of Jobless were really good. And, like, that's what I think was missing. Or it's, like, kind of what I liked from, like, the first season compared to 
the second season where I think even if I had my qualms with the first season, it was still fun. There was heart in some spots, but in the beginning of season two, I felt that there was no heart, no charm, no fun. I know it's supposed to be like depressing with like everything after Eris and Rudy, but like, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it because like he's a grown ass man and he's upset that his like 15 year old cousin broke his heart like my guy get over it like i can't stress this enough how much i do not like rudy but sylphie was great loved loved sylphie in the season uh and then the elf finally got a boyfriend and we found out that she's cursed and that's why she's so horny i'm like god damn dude like this is so played for dudes it's not even funny like i i think there's like a reason why like the the diehard jobless fans are 98% dudes and it's like it's so it's so focused towards like an otaku culture I don't know white knight complex shit where at points it's fine when it's shoved down my throat and forced I think a little bit like they did in the beginning of season 2 it's just too much for me uh, but overall also there was no really I felt like there was like no real like sakuga moments where like season 1 the animation some of the fights were just like breathtaking and this there was like one real fight that was like okay and i know that's not like the purpose of this but i feel like there could have been moments where you could shine with the animation and i didn't get that and it's something i kind of expect now with jobless uh with that being said yeah i'm gonna give it a six i I think it was okay I think, like, the second part was probably, like, the last four episodes itself is probably, like, an eight or nine, and that really carried my score up a lot, but I legit think the first three episodes are somewhere in, like, the three, four, five range, where I could not stand what was happening. It was a little too edgy for me, so. Six for Jobless. Next up is The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses. So this is a fun show if you can handle... Studio Gohan. So, Studio Gohan's, if you have seen Handshakers, like I have, I think you have a tolerance to what Gohan's does. And the first episode really took people out because the, it's not that it's just CG, it's how they use the CG that was just way too much and not a fan at all with it. And then after that, it was fine. Like, there was, like, a few scenes where they did, like, the weird CG. But for the most part, it was just, like, a pretty solidly animated show. Ai's voice actress was fantastic. I thought she was so fun and so adorable with her character. And sort of the interactions that they had just throughout the show was really fun. It reminded me a lot of, like, Teasing Master Takagi-san without, like, the teasing. Or just, like, their relationship and sort of kind of poking at each other as they get a little bit more comfortable. Um, and in certain ways, I think I had like um, a little too close for comfort for um, what's his name? Komura, Komura, um, where I don't know. It, it was fine. My, my biggest thing is as somebody who wears glasses, how do you forget your glasses that much? Like they, they play that joke a lot. And to the point where it's just like, oh, she forgot her glasses day. We have to do X, Y, and Z. And that was like five or six episodes where it was them sharing books and them being really close to each other. And like, you do that like once 
or you do that like in an earlier episode and then like in a later episode but when you have like these these stretches where it's like it's the same scenario all the time it gets a little repetitive but man it was so enjoyable it was just really fun i thought like eyes hair is so radiant in in this show that i think it really stood out i think they they did it towards the later episode where they they like played with her hair and i was like i was waiting for something like that to happen because she has significantly more hair than most of the girls in her class and i was like i was hoping that they could do something with that in the story and they did and it was just really fun and lighthearted. yeah it reminds me of like you know like comey or Takagi, or like Kubo, stuff like that. Like, if you're a fan of those shows, I think you're going to really like this one. Um, it was a treat week to week. The OP is really good. OP is really good. Um, had a lot of fun with that. But yeah, I think the show overall, I think I'm going to give it an 8. Yeah, just, just like a really solid, enjoyable show. Not a whole lot to knock on. I think I already touched on like what I would knock on, but for the most part, 8 out of 10. Sakana! Next up, all right, this is the sleeper, absolute sleeper of the season, Undead Murder Farce. Not only is it my OP of the season, it is definitely going to be a consideration for OP of the year. It's not winning because Idol exists, but what a fun, fun show, including all of these different like mystery characters and then intertwining it with this supernatural elements of immortality vampires werewolves what's frank whatever a frankenstein is stuff like lupin and sherlock holmes and the other people that i can't remember the name off the top of my head but you know what i'm talking about just the three main people uh suguru uh aya and shizuku were a delight trio super fun i love their banter i love their interactions with each other and just the actual mystery itself, sort of one going into the other, into the other, into the other, was a really nice streamline with the story. I I thought going into it was like, you know, we get like a three-episode batch about Mystery 1, a three-episode batch about Mystery 2, and so on and so forth. And it'd be like these little episodic little arcs of mysteries, and then that was it. But the, I really like the fact that they all flowed... <clears throat> together into like a bigger mystery as it was being solved and to me that's like the sign of like a really good um like a really well-written story and just just so good man the characters were great at the end sort of like trying to figure out the mysteries as you're watching the episode was like really fun as well watching this episodically was or weekly or whatever was really fun because then like i would have my theory of like who it was and then someone in discord would be like oh i think it's this i'm like oh i missed that part and those are like really good things with mystery just stories in general that you can kind of like try to piece together and then because we had to wait weekly sort of try to develop more theories going along with it made this show just such an enjoyable ride man i loved undead murder farts i hope it gets a second season i th- i want to say it's not going to happen because it's a novel and it's not a manga i let me see if there is a manga for it well it's based off of a novel okay there is a manga for it okay so don't know how well received the manga is or the anime in japan but i'll tell you what over here in the west we loved it um 
Suguru would probably be up there. He, he might be like a top 10 best boy from this year. Aya. Oh man, I loved Aya's just like wittiness and how she can like snap back and <laughs> playing jokes with like her only her head. And Shizuku is sort of being like this bridge in between um, being this stubborn but like strong uh, side character that only would go with Aya's like word was great. I'm gonna give the show a nine. It was really good. It was really fun. If you're a fan of like action mystery, I feel like I wonder if people like if you like like Bungo Stray Dogs, you would like this or Vanitas Moriarty the Patriot stuff like that. I think this is like right up your alley. This was this is a wonderful show. Sakana! Ooh, next up. Okay, so this show was sort of memed by me a lot. And that was reborn as a vending machine. Now I wandered the dungeon. My biggest complaint with this show is the world building and the fact that they're in a dungeon, but it doesn't feel like it's a dungeon. And I hate hate that. When when we have like fantasy elements of world building and you see something like if you watched it earlier, um Handyman in Another World, I think how they explored their dungeon. That's what I'm picturing when you say, like, wandering a dungeon. This just seemed like an open land verse where they could do whatever. The um, Boxo sort of implementing his body into being different vending machines from his other world was really fun. That was a really good time where at one point I think, like, he gave out condoms, uh, like, maxi pads, food, dry ice, like, a bunch of different things to like solve the situation at hand, whether it is for comedic effect or if it was to drive the plot forward. Just really fun. That being said, the story itself was very bland. The comedy wasn't that funny. I did like Lamus as a character. There, there's just something missing where I, I just like better. You need like better fights or better dialogue or something like that. I really do feel like this is just like a generic chat GPT dialogue fantasy. And if you could tweak that to make it a little bit better, I think the show would have been better. I think if there's anything else, because there's not really like a whole lot to say. It was confirmed that we're getting a second season. So I'll be watching it, but I don't think it's as high on my list as you know, other shows that are getting second seasons, but the show was, I would say it's fun. I really like Boxo, but there's, there's a lot missing to really like recommend this. Like, I know I'm trying to think of like other silly isekais that I like more, I guess like, like campfire cooking from earlier. Like that was, that has, that was really fun with like the concept of it being silly you know, you go to another world and your power is cooking. Like, you can only do so much with that. And I thought they delivered it so high. Handyman in another world, same thing, silly concept. How can you make that pr better than what it is on paper? Reborn and Vending Machine, I think, did an okay job, especially with the how Boxo could adapt to situations. But I felt like other characters didn't change, really. And that was like another thing where like it was really hard to grasp onto other characters other than boxo in my opinion so i'm gonna give it's like a high five i'm gonna give it a six 
just because I'm a generous guy, but it's just like, oh man, it it was fine. It was fine. It, it was that's almost a it was fine. Sakana! Oof. All right. So this one, my tiny senpai, a show where coming into this, I had a lot of problems just based off of the concept and my biggest thing is when you have an adult cast especially in an office place i want them to act like adults and i i think it's something that's really missing in anime and we get so few of those and shockingly they don't act like adults like ever and shame on me i should have known that enough of the negatives let's talk about the positives I, I think the main dynamic of the two people were... I don't even remember their names. That's kind of like how high I am on the show. The two main characters were... They had a fun dynamic. I really wish... In this context, just 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 talk. Just like... It's obvious that you two are blushing around each other. Just fuck already. Come on. Like, it's so obvious. And... That's what I, that's, I, I know it's like, that's what I want. And I know that's not what we are ever going to get. I feel like, so shame on me again, but the dynamic was fun. I thought their chemistry was really good. And I did like how they kind of did have this Kohai senpai relationship when they did have like serious and quotation marks, but moments where they're in environments with like working conditions and stuff like that. And you have to be professional and not like a 14 year old high school character. I did enjoy that. The main character, the girl, uh, Shiori, I think that's what she went by. I'm, it, whatever. The small, the, the 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 tiny senpai herself. She always had this characteristic of like a cat, and at points, it was a lot where like she's always portrayed as a cat. But towards the end of it, I thought it was like pretty cute and harmless and fun. Like I'm not gonna knock it for anything like that, but it was kind of up and down. They did just make. So many boob jokes. Like, she has huge titties. Like, we know. And they play that card a lot. It's like one of those things where, like, you're writing a scenario and you can't think of a funny joke. Well, it's like, well, she does have big tits. So how about we make a joke about that? So, like, you know, the beach or pool episode. It's like, yeah, she's going to lose her top because, of course, why wouldn't she? And, you know, like, they get stuck in, like, a closet and, like, her boobs touch his chest. She's like, oh, my God, it's boobs for the first time. I've never touched this. And, honestly, he might have never touched boobs before. So, that is very possible. But kind of just, like, childish when you have a setting like this is just a little much the the the, the extra uh, the, the side cast were fine the boss was like the most childish person out of all of them his like childhood friend was probably like my favorite side character because she actually seemed a little responsible and adult like which i was a big fan of and she like hid that she's like an otaku and cosplayed and that's fun like it's fine that's fun but Oh man, I'm trying to think. This is similar to Betting Machine where it's not good, but every episode at least had like some moments. I do think something like My Senpai is Annoying is a little bit better than this, and I would recommend reading or watching that instead. Bias because I have my manga right here, but yeah, I think I'm going to give it a six. I, I'm feeling generous today. It would be like a high five, low six. I'm going to give it a six on Mal, but. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that, there's really not a whole lot to say. If you're a fan of, like, My Tiny Senpai and you want the light version of it, check out My Tiny Senpai, I guess. But I feel like most people, like, in my circle or whatever drop this and, like, I don't blame them. It was just, like, it was just, like, a fun whatever. Fun show. Sakana! Next up. Okay, this show slapped. Absolutely slapped. The masterful cat is depressed again today. So... What happens if you adopt a cat and he grew to be six feet tall and he cooked for you and cleaned for you and was essentially like your housekeeper and then the main girl, Fukuzawa, or I'm just going to call her Saku, that's her first name. I don't think they ever called her that in the show, but I'm looking at Mal. Saku, the main girl, sort of being this like clumsy, forgetful owner and adult really resonated with me because I am a clumsy and forgetful adult when, you know, like, oh no, my alarm's going off and I'm going to be late for work and stuff like that. And having like the situations where that she was in, I was like, this is really fun, especially when your cat is six feet tall and is essentially like a mom to you and had some just like great moments. It was really fun. Yukichi was a really good boy. Just a great boy. Uh, if you like slice of life and comedy, this is up there for one of the best from this year. Uh, just, it's just like, it, it's hard to pinpoint. Like if there was like one scenario, I thought it was like the best because every kind of like thing that they do sort of had like a charm and heart to it and made it fun. Even if it wasn't like gut laughing, it was still like really enjoyable and really fun to watch. Um, I did like it when they got introduced to, like, the other cat, and he kind of got attached to Yukichi, and then he, that cat was trying to, like, learn to walk on two legs. That was, that was a really good, the show, like, the influence, like, is Yukichi changing the evolution of cats because he can stand up and cook and stuff? That was great. Yeah, not a whole lot to say. Just, like, with, with like, slice of life comedy shows like this, it's, like, either this is for you or it's not. And if you are a fan of it, this is one of the best from this year. I'm gonna give it an eight. This is this is like a high eight, almost a nine. Where I would probably rewatch this if I was feeling down or if it's a rainy day. This was just a really enjoyable slice of life to watch. Sakana! Next up, we got the Duke of Death in his maid season two, 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 two. Really enjoyed season one. Season two had a lot of great moments that I want to point out with Zane and Cuff actually progressing as a couple and they confess and their boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. That was great. I honestly didn't see that coming because this is a shonen. I just expect that if they were going to get like some form of confession, it would be at the end of the series, but nope. We got it now. However, Zane making a big titty joke every other day joke was not that funny anymore i thought they like upped the boobage in this where in season one like alice it, um did it mostly to tease and the, and that's where i didn't mind sort of like the boobage and this is just like putting in like random spots to show the boobage i think there's like one thing where like the genie a genie is in like impersonating alice and it's like in like a bikini or whatever there was like a pool episode randomly where they built a pool inside of that where they're putting in these scenarios to add like extra fan service. And to me, I was just like, this is 
taking away a little bit of the teasingness that I really enjoyed about season one, but it was fine. Like it was, it's whatever. It's just me nitpicking. Um, the Dalith and Walter stuff I enjoyed towards the end. That was that was good to see. Like uh, Dalith, how you say that name? Dalith, sort of coming out of her shell and being like not being afraid to like show who she is after her sister like messed up her face and Walter being kind of oblivious, but the reason for it was, was really fun. And then we got this little thing at the end where they go to like a school for a minute and are learning to fight Sane or whatever, Dela's sister. Like that's the play that they're going to do in order to overturn the, the Duke's curse. And yeah, that, I mean, that was good. I think that was like a pretty solid end. We did get confirmed that we're getting a season three, which should conclude the series itself. So that's cool that we're going to see all of this be done. And I'm really looking forward to like seeing Alice and the Duke like finally like be able to embrace themselves and hopefully get married. And we'll see a little bit of that. That would be great. Season three was probably, it's probably going to be like really fun. But season two, I thought it was a little step down from season one. I But like, I loved season one. I thought season two was just good. Um, I did like that we got more Walter, uh, more Viola. Um, the circus stuff was pretty fun too as well with Cuff and Zane and sort of figuring out Zane's like background of his like witch powers and wanting to be used because he has such strong magic was really nice to see. And it seems like he's probably going to be like the catalyst to solving this. Just a very enjoyable season. Hopefully season three, they turn down the boobage just a little bit and I'll be back to it. I'm gonna give this an eight. Really fun, really solid show. Sakana! Ah, next one. We finished our two core, the sacrificial princess and the king of beast. Ooh, this show was great. Ooh, this show was good. Ooh, Safari was such an incredible main character throughout the entire series. I loved sort of her progression and accepting the queen role that she has or will be having and trying to be just like a really good queen and partner for uh Lionheart. I really enjoyed that uh, with the second half of the series more since that's more like in my brain right now that uh, the addition to the hyena character, uh Lonfelt or whatever his name is. I liked his little background. I liked that he like only serves uh Safari. That was great where like he wouldn't even like follow the king's orders like no no, I don't serve you, I serve her. Really like that. My boys Sai and Klops. Got a shout out to my boy. Uh fuck Anubis. Uh it's always going to be fuck Anubis season even if he did sort of change his ways a little bit towards the end. Um he's still a bitch the way he treated um, Safari in the beginning. Oh, I wish we saw Yormund and Amrit uh, get a couple. We got like a little teaser about like how what um, like they value each other and partners, and it's like they wanted the same thing. That's like oh oh we want the same thing. Uh oh, time to blush. I thought that was great. Um, the conclusion was set. I thought it was really well done as well. There were some pacing issues throughout the story where I felt like in the middle bunch i think it slowed down and i think towards the end it went, maybe went a little too fast but i think for the most part like i got everything that i wanted out of this story there was romance there was drama there was comedy the cast was great 
we got like a little thing at the end where we saw a glimpse of their son. So like the spin-off manga or light novel is like based around their son. And I don't know if we were ever going to get more, but I did like the fact that that, that was teased. Like they they did have a child together. I wish we saw the interaction with them, but we only saw their kid by himself. I was like, no, show the whole thing. Like show the family. Like I want to see them be together as a family. And I didn't get that. Um, but that was like only like a last snippet of like the last bit of the last episode. That being said, um, the animation was like fine. The music was whatever. That that didn't really stick out to me in any way. This was more of like the cast. The cast was so good. This cast was this top tier cast. Really enjoyed that. And sort of like the overall conclusion, I think it was a good stopping point where I was fulfilled. If we got more, that would be great. But if we didn't, it's not that big of a deal. I'm gonna give this show an eight. Really enjoyed uh, Sacrificial Princess and the King of Beasts. And last but not least, I am saving the best for last from this season. Link Click Season 2. Holy shit. This show was fucking insane. The how Season 1 ended into Season 2 was just like, oh my god, like what the fuck is happening? This is getting crazy. Start of Season 2. Uh, Lu Guang almost dies. He's in the hospital. We get some of the best fights of the year in Link Click. That Zhao Xi and Link fight was so good in the, in the hospital. Holy guacamole. This was great. I think the only bad thing about Link Click Season 2 was in the middle episodes, I feel like there was too many storylines going on at once and different parts of the web branching out from each other where I think the plot got a little convoluted and the story was a little hard to follow, but how they brought everything back together at the end, I think is like what solidifies what makes link click so good that this is, this actually might need to be a rewatch too, because I'm guessing I missed some stuff, but just piecing together all these different plots and storylines together is so well done. We got like a brand new, like, antagonists and cast coming into the picture and how they're related to the first part of season or I guess season one in general, how they're related, but not super prevalent in season one, but they were there. They were there the whole time. And then incorporating that into season two is just like, wow, wow. How you did that was so good. Trying to like, I, I also think this is like a great story to talk about. Like, where we think the story is going next because it's confirmed that we're getting we're getting more content confirmed. So whether that's a movie or a third season or whatever, we are getting more link click because the story obviously didn't conclude. But we're probably going to see. My guess is Lu Guang breaking his rule where we're not supposed to change the past. He's probably going to have to do something to change the past because he sees this vision with Zhao Shi dying and a bunch of other shit that's going to happen. And now we see. The boy pink haired guy, the, the Tian Shen, the, the pink boy, I'm just gonna call him the pink boy, the pink boy meeting up at the end of the, the, the season with the bad dude from season one into see the guy who's like paralyzed, but not paralyzed, like his brother or his stepbrother somehow related to that dude where he's like, now he's coming into the picture 
and they're teaming up and i think we're gonna get some like madoka magica shit where we're probably gonna go back in time we're probably gonna have to figure some stuff out and rewind the clock and there's probably gonna be some serious consequences i just god i want this show to have a happy ending so bad we're like they go back and they fix the problems and everybody's happy i don't care if that's like a disney channel shit like man there were some parts where i was like the end of episode 11 where uh tianchi gets shot and killed i literally screamed holy fuck like it took my breath away a few times in the series with some of the shit they did the domestic abuse and parental abuse stuff that they did was really hard to watch at times there's two scenes where people are getting bludgeoned in the head that was oh man that was tough to watch like it's cool but it's a lot and <laughs> I, i'm a slice of life guy so seeing a couple people get bludgeoned in the head is like oof oof oh man i have to you know, close my eyes and put my fingers over it, but I'm still peeking type of thing. That that happened quite a bit. Um, really like the how Ling was more prevalent in this season compared to season one. I'm a big Ling fan, and she was great. Zhaoxi and Guang are also just you know, if you like season one, they're just even better in season two. Oh man, this show was so good. It's like I think that this series, when it's all said and done is probably a 10, but I need to see how it ends before I give it like the stamp of approval for a, for a perfect 10. That's why I'm giving it a nine with, you know, the pending nine where if they stick the landing, this shit's a 10. This shit is so gas. I can't wait to see like what happens in season two or season three. Woo. Link looks so good. Okay. I talked a lot. Um, shorter episode, but I wanted to get something out there. Just, you know, being adults, not everybody can make time to watch a shit ton of seasonals. Unlike me, I'm a huge fucking loser. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, I had time when able to finish some of these shows and I wanted to talk about it. And yeah, hopefully you guys like this, I guess. I'm, I would prefer it if there was other people here bouncing it off of me, but it is what it is. And you know what? Maybe next time we'll do that. But um yeah let me know like what your anime of the season was what you gave what shows you gave um if you agree with my takes if you disagree with my takes let me know in like the comments or you can join our discord um all that is in like our link tree or whatever um but just want to say thanks and if you made it this far you want to like support me and the podcast and stuff like that uh leaving a like uh, if you have like Apple podcasts, leaving a review, if you're on YouTube, leaving a comment and liking stuff like that, that really goes a long way. Don't have like a Patreon or anything like that. So that's like the best way to support me and the podcast in general. So I just want to say thank you again. And I think next week we are doing first impressions for the currently airing season. Well, that at that point, I think we'll be two or three weeks in. We'll be able to get a grasp on some of the newer shows that are airing. We'll have other people for that. That won't be a solo episode, so don't worry. Otherwise, I think for like Watch Club, we're watching like Dirty Pair. So check out that if you've ever seen the Dirty Pair OVA where we are watching that now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until then, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>